Put on your big Hollywood sunglasses and light the torch, because it's cellar time. Welcome to the Crack Cellar, as the prophecy was once captured by Ash Ketchum. I'm T-Spirit Penguin Daniel. And I'm Brother Pikachu, broadcaster Nichols. <laughs> and uh, today, broadcaster, uh, a sensitive please. topic. Pikachu, uh, Hotep Pikachu, please. <laughs> Hotep <laughs> Pikachu. That'd be a good for our next review system. Hotep Pikachu should be on it. Yeah, I'll write that down. <laughs> uh, Diablo Immortal broadcaster Nichols. It's a very controversial property. All right. Yeah. Well, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mama told me not to say anything, but I have something good to say. <laughs> uh, you know. Immortal, some would call it immoral <laughs> on YouTube. That's trendy to say. I would call it a travesty. What? <laughs> a travesty? Yeah, it is. It's a travesty because it, it's something that's good that is ruined by its pay-to-win mechanics. Okay. Okay. But it is yeah. a mobile game, and I know mobile gamers are cucks, and they're used to, you know, giving it eventually and getting hypnotized like they're not going to spend money, you know. They're like, oh, I'm not going to spend money, I'm not going to spend money, and then they're a year in, you know. They're like, oh, I'll give them 10 bucks here, give them 15 there, or whatever. They'll get in eventually. Yeah, that's how I was with Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I didn't spend any money the first two years I played it, and then I started spending, like... 20 bucks, 50 yeah, bucks. I, did, I, and I've done I've, it. I know yeah. this to be the truth because I've done it with games myself and they're not even mobile games. It's just like when you enjoy a game enough, you're going to just put money into it if you can, if the option's there, whether it's a bad game or a good game, objectively for the general public, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I still spend way more money on my FF14 sub and my WoW sub. <laughs> so, like, Star Wars is not even getting, so like, a fraction that of game, that. though, you know. <laughs> true, true that. I think, I think I just don't be like surprised. it because it's so shallow in the end game. Like, multiplayer or PvP sucks just because of the pay to win. The like, end game is whales. PvP. And uh, it well, is I'm pay to win. Well, I'm talking about so, direct yeah. pay. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And You're the, right about that. It just sucks. And then the only there's only one raid to sink your teeth into, and it's really sure. It's not even like, well, I've been gone from MMOs for a while, but you informed me since I've been gone, raids have just turned into boss fights, which I find to be incredibly... It's lazy. It, it, it just breaks my heart, really, because it raids, like... I remember the last raid I did was Crystal Tower in Final Fantasy fourteen, and it was just like... That was like the pinnacle of MMO gaming for me. I was yeah. like, I don't think I've ever seen anything as cool as this. You know? Yeah, yeah. The Crystal Tower in FF14 was really good. It reminded me of like Ashran's Call, doing like the Crystal Quests and mm -hmm. like, like doing your Atlan Blade. Mm. 
Ah, <sighs> gone but not forgotten. Yeah, the uh so all right, so I think we both agree that it's a good game if you remove the microtransactions, right? You on board with that? For sure. I mean, like, it didn't even have to remove all the microtransactions. I mean, you could do normal like most games. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just straight up like the leg, the legendary crest system, and like the RNG with getting the crystal or the legendary gems above level two. I'll say it. Like, really, everyone wants level fives, but those aren't even obtainable for even people that pay most of the time. So I know I love all the videos above level two, <laughs> all the videos popping up of people spending like $25,000 and not getting a single five star gem. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh my God. Like it is so bad. And the funny thing about it is that blizzard is just radio silent on this shit. They are trying to weather the storm. <laughs> Like they do yeah. not want to change anything. They are happy as pigs in a fucking For sure. mud pit. And that's kind of why I don't want to play the game because it's just like it's, it's. I mean, it's just the final form of these scumba- scumbags. Essentially, it, it, the real the final nail was the um, what was it? The what? Are the, what do they call it? What's that stat on the legendary pieces of armor? Uh, resonance yeah resonance the resonance levels that kind of pissed me off seeing like the only way to get like level 3 legendary resonance tier sets are like through paying and I just I don't know about that I think that you can get them through hell 2 difficulty dungeons I don't know I'm pretty sure you, you can. sure about that. You've I'm not 100 percent sure. Put money. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm like 75 percent sure. Yeah, it's just like the game. Like, if there's anything, so I can't PvP. I can't raid essentially with the clan. Effectively, I just got to be a fucking peasant essentially. If you're free to play, you'd be and surprised. Then finally, man. the loot aspect of the game is like also pay to win. It's like so the final, like the best, coolest looking pieces of armor, essentially the resonance levels are pay gated. Yeah. Yeah, uh I'm I'm in the one of the best guilds on our server or I guess it's not our server anymore cuz you quit, but uh these guys are I'm like one of the weakest people in this guild. I'm like fucking half the guild is definitely spending money. I, I don't know oh, how much yeah. money, but they are spending I think money. Anybody that's playing Diablo Immortal still right now, like 95% of people that are playing immortal right now still mm-hmm. are paying yeah i'm a part of i'm a part of the proud five percent that isn't i didn't even buy the battle pass which like even like the people that don't support my true microtransactions i wish are i could the donate my account to you i know <laughs> i know i was thinking about them like damn i wish you could give me his battle pass it's a yeah. fucking waste but i mean it's funny too because i maxed the battle pass out um a few days ago and there's still like 10 days left on it i'm just like wow like they did not make this hard. What is it? Ten dollars? I think it's only five dollars. Five dollars? Yeah. Eh, it's I don't know. It's kind of just like a. You'll get legendary crests. You do. You do. And I just I don't know. Like I don't feel like I want to support this game monetarily at this point. Like I feel like what I want to do is wait and hopefully have them fix some stuff, do some pro-consumer changes, you know, throw us a bone. Like, maybe make uh, five-star gems a little bit easier to get free-to-play something, and then buy something as, like, a a way to say, keep doing this. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of will. what I'm doing. I know you're probably right. I'm... Gems are like if you really look at any other game that's built like this, you know, the five star tier is typically like pretty far off when the games initially start. Like mm-hmm. even for whales, like in Contest of Champions and uh, like all the Marvel like Marvel Strike Force, I think that's what it's called, and then Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Like there's there's they all have their version of the tier five whatever in the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's probably multiple items that can have tier five or whatever, but it takes a long time to get there. And I right. think Diablo didn't illustrate that well. I think them saying it's an rng based thing of you getting one through five tiers with these legendary crests and it's even worse because you for the most part have to buy these legendary crests and then when you don't like it's an you find out it's pretty much impossible to get five stars it gets even the whales mad you know mm-hmm. in other games like champion contest of champions like when you start the game out it's like like the game's telling you pretty much it's like you're not gonna get a five star like it's almost impossible like they mm-hmm. they pretty much tell you like this is like the best of the best thing and you just started you're not you know it's you're gonna be extremely lucky if you get one of these things yeah yeah and that kind of is one of the reasons why I'm still playing Diablo Immortal I I kind of expected myself to quit by now but I haven't for a few reasons first of all my fucking whale guild has sort of, like, taken me on as, like, the mascot. Like, they don't care that I'm free to play, and I only have, like, two two two-star gems and no five-star gems and no set pieces and all this shit. Like, they're just kind of like, oh, look at that little wizard. He's so cute. Let's bring him along. So so that's part of it, like, the sort of just, like, them kind of keeping me, my interest alive by allowing me to participate in the endgame. Because the endgame is called... uh, shadow war and it's essentially all the shadow clans fight in a tournament and whoever wins that tournament gets to fight the current immortals to become the next immortals and i won't go into too much detail but it's it's like uh how do they pick which person controls the giant immortal it's the leader of the clan uh yeah and it's cool because that like you were bringing up ashran's call earlier this reminds me of Ashran's Call a lot because back in the day, early Ashran's Call, they used to have events that would happen where boss characters would show up and be controlled by developers. Like Bailzeron yeah. and Ashron literally yeah. fought yeah, yeah, yeah. at Fort Tathana way, way back cooler. in the day. And it, like this is sort of like that where it's not a developer. It's the leader of the other clan, but you're still fighting this crazy boss creature that's controlled by by a person and i've seen some crazy strategies dude like these with the boss characters you can do some really weird stuff so it's been interesting and it's it's fun but not only is it sort of gated on your gear it's also gated on your class like i got really unlucky wizard is the worst class in the game by far like it's not even like close to the second worst and uh being free (laughs) to play and playing the worst class in the game is it feels like a death sentence I, I, so it's it's tough to play but it's still it's fun like you can make progress you can like you you get paragon levels I'm paragon 30 now I just got to hell 2 you can do these dungeons they're fucking crazy difficult and you can progress without paying money now the one thing that you can't really do without paying money is get legitimate shots at 
five-star gems because if you don't pay money, essentially the way you get five-star gems is A, you get random legendary crests through uh, through Shadow War, not too many, and then uh, through the Battle Pass, I think they throw like two of them to you for the free Battle Pass. Not very many, but technically there's like a 0.1% chance you'll get a five-star gem from that. But then you can also craft a random gem that has a chance to be five star. And then that's also 0.1%. So like it's almost impossible for you to play to get one. But other than that, the progression's pretty good free to play. There's a lot of stuff to do. Like I'm not sitting there like, oh, nothing for me to do in this game, but open my wallet. So I'm done. Like it hasn't gone to that point yet. And that's really why I'm still playing. Sound like you're, you're just fucking. You're too deep, man. <laughs> I just love the too gameplay. Deep. It reminds me of D2. Like it, it has like this D2 vibe. Uh, well, here's the here's the next question: What's D4 gonna be like? What is way this different? But like, what does this mean for D4? And like, what does it mean for Diablo Immortal? Is like Diablo Immortal just gonna end as soon as like no? Like, how are they gonna differentiate like? the two games when they coexist the microsoft uh reveal for d4 recently kind of answered that question in my opinion diablo immortal is the sequel to traditional diablo games diablo 4 is a reboot into open world bullshit that i'm highly skeptical of what like that's what we needed right another open world game every game has to be open world I, I, I'm jaded as fuck with open world games at this point. Like, it's so funny. I remember when they were a novelty in like the late 2000s, early 2010s. It's like, oh, this, this novel concept, open world, cool. You know, Far Cry, cool. And now it's just turned into this fucking meme. It's become a meme. Turned into Ghost Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. <laughs> What's that game called? Fuck. <laughs> shitty ass fucking open world game that everyone at breakpoint something breakpoints mm-hmm. point break <laughs> I don't <know>. yeah yeah <sighs> but uh I do I like the boss mechanics I think that the boss fights even though they are just boss rooms and that is kind of lame uh the Skarn fight that you never made it to but he's like the last boss of the game uh, of the storyline, like till you get to end game, it was highly complicated. It had three phases. It was like doing a real raid boss, but you had to do it by yourself. They won't let people help you. So it's like this, it's sort of like this, like litmus test for if you're going to make it like, it, like I'm guessing a lot of people get to Skarn and they just give up and never play the game again because it is difficult. It's, it's not easy at all. Like I think I wiped on it personally like 20 times and I'm, as you know, a seasoned MMO rating veteran. So I can only imagine some of these class in the game. Yeah. Fucking that's for sure. Dude, that, that really does suck. I, I feel like they should offer me a fucking reroll on my class. Just let me change it. It's kind of fucked up. Honestly, maybe they'll buff it. Who knows? Oh, they'll buff it. That popular game, they'll puff it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It was fun. Uh, the vibes are... It's lots of D2 vibes, right? Like the amount you played. 
You'd agree well, with that, right? On purpose. I mean, they had Zoltan Cool. They had Akara, the witch from D2. They had fucking they have Deckard Kane with his original voice actor. They got who else? They got what's his name? Not just Zoltan Cool. They had a. Uh... I mean, you you did the. You helped in the original. Well, you went into the memory of the original banishment of Bale, which was like pre Diablo two. So, I mean, there's just a whole bunch of D two member berries, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was even a there was even a little D one mixed in there too, which was surprising. So what? Uh, they, remember they showed the original uh, Wanderer, the guy, the the main character from D one who sticks the fucking stone in his head well, the wanderer is d2 well he i mean that's the war you're thinking of the warrior warrior aren't they the same thing yeah but that's you don't really know to, well they don't call him the wanderer till d2 but that is the guy from d1 who sticks the stone in his head after killing diablo right yeah but he's not really like that character yet right he's just like the warrior and then screams because he Stuck, stuck a gem in his fucking head, and then that's end scene. God, what <laughs> an amazing only, game! It's only, yeah, it's only at the beginning of D two where you like, and you don't even know it's him yet. You just see him as the wanderer, and then you realize it's him slowly. What a great dude! The opening to D two was so fucking amazing. Soundtrack too. Hell the soundtrack yeah! Soundtrack to that opening is super cool. The bar scene, the tavern in the middle mm-hmm. of the snowy woods. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of the. I haven't played D two. I haven't seen that scene in probably like twenty plus years, and I still can like remember it like word by word, like scene by scene. Like it's so iconic. Used to be so cool, like all of them. Yeah, like that was like almost the end of an era. That was right around the end of an era, like when it didn't matter what the hell happened in a cutscene. Like you knew when a cutscene happened, it was in a Blizzard game. It was gonna be dope. Yep, you know. (laughs) Like, something eventful was about to happen. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Like, fucking when uh, Manx is fucking telling all those Marines that they're going to die on that infested <laughs> Zerg planet when he's pizzing out. That like, <laughs> epic cutscene. Hell yeah. We'll all die. <laughs> Glory. By the way, uh, they recently put StarCraft, the original StarCraft, up on Battle.net for free. So if you ever feel like it, you can play it. For they free. won now. Yeah, if you look on the like additional games button on BattleNet, you look, you'll see the original StarCraft, and they have a remastered version that you can buy, but they let you just play the original version for free. So, dope. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I like Diablo Immortal. I agree with everyone that the microtransactions are heinous, but. I'm probably going to keep playing for now, but it's tenuous. I'm going to say my relationship with that game right now is tenuous. (laughs) I like the game. It's just that like the people behind the curtain are like John Wayne Gacy and like Lorena Bobbitt. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to peek by the bodies in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) No amount of cement will get rid of that thing. (laughs) All right, broadcaster, we have an important preview on our hands. The fifth Predator movie called Prey 
will it become a woke, trife, dumpster fire of depravity? Or can it become a base Chad broadcaster, Nichols? We will find out. Are you ready? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. Let me take another drink of my whiskey. (laughs) That's a good idea. Reminds me of the, the Earth Tree. Why do you want to hunt? Proto trigger when Proto died. Because you all think that I can't. Oh, prehistoric air. Yeah, remember that I wind. Saw a sign in the sky. <laughs> I'm ready. Wait. Oh, dude, that's the chick from Legion. That is the chick from Legion. Oh, and she's still looking pretty damn good, I have to say. I think she's looking hotter, to be honest. Yeah. She's a bear hunter. I like that. Dude, you should be. Fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. Now I'm gonna fuck you too. <laughs> Dude. So the, this is supposed to be the predator. <laughs> he bodied a bear. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, interesting. And There's something that was a great movie. That was the best Cloverfield. You can't. That's I'm the one with fucking you. John Goodman, Goodman right? Yeah. Hell yeah. That means John Goodman better be in this fucking movie. Oh, uh, what if he is the predator? It's time. Just takes off from that. Oh, I mean, he should just be like a Teddy Roosevelt, white man-ish type <laughs> character in the <laughs> middle of this native predator hunt. <laughs> That'd be good, too. God, she has big eyes. Dude, it's Billy. It's Billy. <laughs> it's young Billy. Billy. <laughs> This is Billy's ancestor for sure. Oh, no doubt. Do you hear those sound effects? Oh. That was sick. I know how to survive. What? The scorpion? Is that a green beret? Oh, muskets. Got some muskets. Oh, the white man. I like that Schwarzenegger, young Schwarzenegger energy. I can kill it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that gave me go- that gave me goosebumps. That was a sick trailer. Yeah, but let's okay. Let's take a step back. <laughs> you, you really do need to take a step back because the last two Predator trailers looked really good. Good point. Good point. All right. And what did we get? We got robotic Olivia, Olivia Munn. <laughs> and then prior to that, we got Rigatoni, Rog- Rigatoni Adrian Paul. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, nah. <laughs> did you ever watch Peaky Blinders? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I I'm not going to try to get to sidecar too much, but he plays an Italian mobster in Peaky Blinders. And he overplays it like he goes full retard like he this is like a legitimate case of full retard where you're just like i can't believe how hokey this son of a bitch is being right now and they allowed this (laughs) like like, anyways i digress (laughs) yeah peaky blinders is one of those shows that like i've heard from many people is good and i'm like i'll get close to watching it and then like other shows will come out and it'll get pushed back it kind of is always getting 
pushed back as soon as it gets close to the top of the list. But yeah, I think I'll watch it one day. Good. I mean, is it better than The Sopranos? I'll take that as a no. <sighs> That's not fair. <laughs> That's not a fair comparison. Sopranos is like, you know, because I'm... I've recently been watching like the first season, like you know, I'm like episode three. I'm t- I'm saying I like watch episode like weeks apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just, it, I'm not saying it doesn't hold up. I'm just saying it's like it's just old. It's from a different era. Oh you know? yeah. Like, and I personally think Peaky Blinders is just as good. This is it's superb television. Like mm-hmm. if you get into Peaky Blinders, you're gonna fall in love. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll probably watch it sometime, but anyway. Especially because it's, it's fucking mobster history from your blood. From your blood. It's where you come from. <laughs> so your ancestors. You know, uh, once upon a time, I used to think uh, our girl from uh, Legion was one of our ancestors back when we thought we were one-eighth Navajo. <laughs> How did I that turn out? <laughs> How did that turn out, broadcaster? This is... Listen, dude, just because one of us got a fucking <laughs> phony blood test or genetic... What do they call those? <laughs> fucking... Uh, I, call, I call it genetic harvesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need genetic... Uh, data. There's already seven <laughs> clones of him in tubes right now. <laughs> Underground bunker somewhere. He say he was like 1% black. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some Reddit post a long time ago who was supposedly an employee for 23andMe and they said that they just tell everyone that they're 1% black uh, just as like virtue signaling to like try and get back at like the racists or whatever. Be like, haha, see you're 1% black even though they're not. I don't know if that's people true or not. That, the people that aren't there. <laughs> exactly. People are like noping the fuck out of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Let me start uh, telling these drop dead Fred types <laughs> how it really is. <laughs> now there's a classic drop dead Fred. If we ever like go, if we ever change the format of the show to like review old shit, drop dead Fred's got to be at the top of the list. <laughs> Oh, dude, there's so many classic <laughs> movies, dude. So many good classics. Drop Dead Fred's a weird one, though, because it's very niche. Like, yeah. very few people well, know do, what that that's is. That's all the movies we do. Like, Battery's Not Included. <laughs> you know? Um, what's another one? Uh, maybe tr- maybe Tremors, but that might be, like, the very outer edges of what we'd accept as niche in the mouth of madness that'd be at the top of the list there we go there we go yeah but uh anyway uh i don't know trailer was good uh the main character gave me a half chub i'm a big fan of her and she's one of like my favorite female characters of recent memory from legion like i loved her in legion and uh I don't know. I was getting some Turok vibes. Felt like kind of like a Turok movie. Yeah, like, it's pretty cool, man. Like I, I like the fact that they did like the very, what's the word, uh, blatant sort of stereotype for I- Indians, Native Americans. Like the way they kind of portrayed them looked just like in like you know uh, Lone Ranger style. Like it, it's cool. Like I got good vibes right, from yeah. that. 
your racism. So. <laughs> okay, that's Listen, actually how Indians dressed. Okay, just, just, just because I like Johnny Depp as Tonto does not make me a racist, okay? Listen, Kimosabe. <laughs> You're being racist. And you know what? Tom Cruise is the motherfucking last samurai, okay? Get the fuck away. Get off me, I don't man. give a fuck what anyone says. That movie's great. It's, it's a, a great solid movie. fucking movie. Yeah, Paul Mooney can go fuck himself. <laughs> he really can. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, one thing I just really want to call out on that trailer is the use of sound, sound effects, and sort of like a... That's always been one of the highlights of Predator movies, though. That but Foley, like, that Predator Foley. Yeah, exactly. Like, when she was in the high grass and they started playing, like, that falling water horror effect, the like, I, I'm such a sucker for that shit. That's awesome. And I, I hope that the whole movie's like that. Because that's what Predator is, okay? I know that, like, people think of Predator as an action movie, but those people can go fuck themselves. Predator, at its core, is a horror movie. It just had action it's elements. Action horror. It's action horror. Horror movie with action like, elements. Like, when I, even when I was super young, you know, like, Predator was not a movie that legitimately scared me. Like Leatherface or Freddy or you know Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, that's partly my Predator. fault because I seasoned you, know. you early. <laughs> I can, you know, well, by those the are real horror movies though. You know, Predator is yeah. not an actual horror movie. <laughs> I mean, it's you. You well, were guys, just desensitized. See the body dropping f bombs <laughs> <laughs> at the very beginning. That kind of defuses the tension. You know, you're like, okay, I ain't got time to bleed. Time to, the boys are in town. They're about to wreck this fucking jungle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, then look at Predator 2. Predator 2 was straight up a horror movie. It wasn't even an action. They didn't even try and pretend it was an action movie. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, you I'm know, digging it. I was talking it. to someone uh, the other day about um, Predator 2, and they actually brought up a a good point that the Predator in Predator 2 was a young Predator. Mm-hmm. Like on his first mission, yeah, I didn't. I never picked up on that, and that's why he was like so cocky. That's why he like put that necklace in the tree and like just straight taunted Danny Glover. He's like, "I killed your boy, dog." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's part of the lore of the show. Like they send their young to like backwater planets, um, and I think the. And this might be extended universe lore. I'm not sure where I picked this up, but the the like the real like veterans, they're like out doing like intergalactic war and shit with advanced species. Like they're not yeah. fucking around with Danny Glover in <laughs> 1980s New York or where the fuck. Whoa, dude! <laughs> Whoa, dude! Give DG some respect. With <laughs> some respect on DG. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah. That man took down a whole fucking cartel in like five minutes at the beginning. <laughs> Actually, hey, man. Well, it's mostly the Predator. But <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> it was the Predator mostly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, broadcaster. So uh, what do you think? Y- you up on this or are you down on this? Oh, I'm up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, broadcaster, as you know, the force is strong in few, but those who it is strong in typically are women. 
nowadays. Uh, not to, <laughs> The force is female, as Kathleen Kennedy infamously said. And uh, I think that uh, the next show that we're going to review, uh, the miniseries, limited miniseries, Obi-Wan Kenobi, sort of cements that uh, in multiple ways. Uh, are you ready to get to our review of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, dude, way to just hone the blade <laughs> for the review. <laughs> and we're back with our review of Obi-Wan Kenobi and the uh, clandestine quadroons who created this epic masterpiece. Describe it as the following. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi has to save young Leia after she is kidnapped, all the while being pursued by Imperial Inquisitors and his former Padawan, now known as Darth Vader. Where to start with this one, broadcaster? Uh, this is... <sighs> well, I'll tell you right now, Oof. episode one through two. Let's do a quick overview here. Quick, okay, so, overview time. <laughs> Let's <laughs> insert a jingle. One through two. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be depression time for with you and Obi-Wan and friends. Mm. Okay. This is going to make you feel if you were born in the late 80s to early 90s. It's going to make you feel very depressed and old (laughs) and wondering why everything you love is being treated like this. (laughs) Yep. And then about, let's say, episode three, if you're a new Star Wars fan slash old Star Wars fan and you're current, you will probably be pissed off because they broke some cannon or some bullshit, which I have nothing. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But then by the time episode five rolls around, they redeem themselves. And then episode six is the cool one that everyone wants to see. That's the, you know, <laughs> that's Darth Vader fight. You're going to get some good stuff. But in the end, it's still pretty mediocre. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> review over. <laughs> I know why I, I, I skipped episode four, but really, <laughs> eh. yeah, yeah. Um, episode four was. I, I'm trying to remember what, exactly what episode four was. Uh, that was. Did they? That's when they first make it to the rebel hideout. This, yeah, this is the one. Well, okay, so this is the one with Leia when she's captured by third sister. And being interrogated with like fucking foam gloves, <laughs> like fucking weakest interrogated. This, you know, this is, I, it's, yeah, I like, I like, you know, I like some parts of this fucking show, but some parts of this fucking show make me want to punch my television. <laughs> it's I have such a like weird weird relationship with this show because when in episode three when Vader shows up and fights Kenobi the first time, I in my head I'm here in like Revenge of the Sith soundtrack. I've got the high ground like my, I'm like you know my Dick fucking is hard my, I'm ready to go. my lizard brain is tingling. I'm just like yes yes yes. <laughs> But then even that is ruined by the fact that Darth Vader I okay, so I get it. He's he's wants to uh torture Obi-Wan. He doesn't want him to die too quickly, blah blah blah. I'm calling bullshit on that. 
he, Darth Vader at this point has been charged by his master, Emperor Palpatine, to capture Obi-Wan Kenobi. I do not believe for a second that Vader would fucking just let him walk away from that little fire trap. It it just felt so weird when that happened. I'm just like, well, wait, like, you had him. Well, all, dude, all of it was so weird. Yes. Like, all of the actual scenes where, like, the gotcha scenes, like, played out so robotically. Like, especially when, like, Moses, oh, what's her name? Uh, third sister. Third sister. Um, episode five or six, when... Vader comes down, like, uh, Obi-Wan surrenders, and, like, you know, they do their weird, like, plot but not plot thing where Obi-Wan convinces her that he can kill, she can kill Darth Vader if you just let him come down and think that I'm captured type of thing. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader just shows up. Is this, like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to go through these doors. Oh, wow. Look at all these dead stormtroopers. I guess Obi-Wan escaped. Just goes down the hallway and just fights him. And then it ends up being like this. Dude, when he's just like, you think I didn't realize you were a young. It's just so Uh, dumb. It was was one of the worst parts. Dude, I groaned when that scene happened. I was so mad at that. I was like, are you serious? Is this going to. That's the. This is the fucking highly intellectual plot device that we fucking <laughs> so intellectual. Your IQ is just too low, broadcaster. It's too low to understand the brilliant writing from Deborah Chow. Or actually, she didn't write shit. She just directed everything. Uh, you, you know, Deborah Chow directed every episode of this show. So I'm going to go ahead and say this is her show. So I'm going to hold her directly responsible for the massacre of Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Honestly, everything I just said wasn't even... I I didn't even mind it that much. It was just like, whatever. There's a lot of that in this show. Cheesy television. It's cheesy television. I'm okay with it. This is Kids are supposed to be watching this, too. You gotta remember that type of shit. Well, I don't buy that argument, because kids... Kids look at Star Wars as boomer shit. Like, kids don't give a fuck about Star Wars. Some. I mean... (laughs) I don't think so, You can't be be so in touch, you know, that type of shit, you know? because like I mean, I'm a boomer myself, so it's like a boomer paradox. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... I mean, but if you truly think back when you were a kid, there was... there's You know there were subcultures amongst kids. There was the nerds, the jocks, all that shit. So, you know, there's always going to be a fucking big group of... uh, A majority of of younger generation that says that shit sucks, but you know, there's a good chunk of them that actually probably are watching it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just, it's I just don't know. It it's, you can say that, but the times today are so different from when we grew up. Like they're so different that it's hard to be doing apples to apples comparison, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm sure true. there's some kids right. that are into this shit, but like, think about, like, do, can you imagine if, like, you were 10 years old? Like, when I was 10 years old, I had the golden VHS box set of the original Star Wars trilogy, of course, with the remastered parts that all the theater fans got butthurt about, like, fucking, Obi- or not Obi-Wan, uh, Han Solo, uh, the whole tale of, uh, oh, God, uh, Jabba the Hutt, like, that scene where Jabba meets him at the Millennium Falcon and, like, they changed the way Han Solo walked around him. And the the worst one, and this is the one I agree with, the 
they would made it so Han didn't shoot first. That I, I agree with the nerds on that one. That was an atrocious change by George Lucas, but, but everything else was fine. You know, whatever. You know, fucking boomer, shut the fuck up. I mean, those are like grandpa boomers now. We have to have like yeah, tiers of boomers now. you just said, I kind of started zoning out. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this old man talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, grandpa penguin. Um, I didn't even know that. <laughs> and anyway, anyway uh, the point I was trying to get to was when I was 10, I had the Star Wars golden VHS box set. Today, a 10-year-old has Pornhub. Like, it's just like hard to compare. Like, what they have is insanely yeah, different than what we had. <laughs> Together. <laughs> we all have porn up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Pandora's box, isn't it? <laughs> it? Dude, I couldn't imagine growing up today. Like, it's just know, so. Dude different like it's fucking crazy well dude i thought when i was personally growing up i mean you're five years older than me so you're kind of you were just a little bit more burdened in acquiring these assets than i was but even when i was younger and like going through this phase first you know initial phase of finding all this stuff i thought it was i was dealing with revolutionary tech you know <laughs> yeah p2p networking <laughs> and, and downloading and burning onto dvd you know dvd rw's dude dvd rw's i can rewrite these dvd rw like, when these fucking things when these porn i'm tired of these porns dude i can get rid of them <laughs> dude it's this revolutionary technology but now it's just like dude that's that's antiquated as fuck and it was only 10 years ago Dude, I know well, a little bit, a little bit more than ten years ago. You know, it's just like holy shit. I still have DVD RWs from like two thousand one sitting in my fucking wall. I, I guess, like, yeah. Man. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is if you, if a future self t- came and told me while I was burning these sweet porns on, <laughs> you know, DVD RWs, you know, fucking <laughs> <laughs> DVD RW porn. That's right. Anyways, these are just like, dude. This you're gonna look back on this like you look at Betamax right now and be like, what? <laughs> yeah, but it's the truth. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Probably beyond Betamax though. It's it's so far. The idea of physical media the- is like on its way out, dude. Like it's crazy. I tried to go buy the new Ninja Turtles game at GameStop last weekend. Think, oh, it's out. I'm going to go get it for Switch. And uh, I went to the store. They're like, uh, physical release is limited and it's not for another month and a half. And I'm just like, what? what? Like, what? What do you mean it's not for a month and a half? The game's out now. Like, what is happening? Yeah, I think it's a crit- critical mistake, too, because the only time I want physical games is on consoles. Like, if I'm yep. going to go through the process of buying a console and, like, being restricted to their little marketplace and buying their fucking online gaming pass and all that stuff, like, give me physical shit, dude. Like, let me own the games, at least. Like, fucking, it's so crazy. Like, like if you're going to get to the point where you're making a console digital games only like what's the fucking point of the console exactly i don't buy any digital games on consoles ever as a rule and uh that's why i'm now buying ninja turtles on pc on steam because uh yeah i just bought that shredder's revenge dude let's hell yeah get down that's right that's that's what i got conned alex into buying it too 
Oh, well, it's not open world, so uh, I'm sure he'll <laughs> I'm sure he'll play it one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh broadcaster Nichols, uh what do you think about the opening scene of this show? The Order 66 scene. Uh, this I think this is one of my favorite parts of the show. It, is it started so strong yeah. <laughs> because like you see you see the slaughtering of the younglings, you see the clone troopers coming in. It's just like it really starts the show off on the right foot. Like you really have a lot of hope. Yeah. Um, it also had a lot of like sacking of Coruscant vibe. Like the way mm-hmm. it was shot. Yes. It felt like sacking of Coruscant from uh, uh, Old Republic. Hell yes. I totally agree with you on that. It it was great. And then, um, man, then we just go right into fucking boomer Obi-Wan Kenobi who's been cucked into oblivion. This is one of the saddest, like, I think the worst two episodes of the show are episode two and episode four. Those are by far the worst, but I think episode two is the by far the worst. And episode two kind of starts a little bit in episode one. Episode one kind of, like, it has a few good scenes in it, but once you get past that, it's really just cruising you right into the abyss. You get the you get the Inquisitors, which are from or fucking lackluster. Oh, I mean, lackluster barely even describes it. Like the they're from one of the cartoons, not the one I watched. I think it's from Rebels. Rebels yeah, okay, so they're from Rebels. Okay, they they look like cosplayers. Okay, what the fuck is going on with the budget at Disney Plus? You have so much money. The Mandalorian. If you look at season one of the Mandalorian and you compare it to this, you'd be like, oh, there were budget cuts. These guys looked like cosplayers going to Comic Con. And Third Sister is by far the worst. Why, like? what in the fuck is up with third sister this whole show basically you could have called the show third sister because she's really the main character of the show it's a fucking trojan horse it's not only well dude it's not i would argue it's it's third sister and princess leia's yes yes like it's crazy Mm -hmm. like how much of that takes up the storyline of a show that's called obi-wan kenobi it's it's a fucking Trojan horse, this show. It's not about Obi-Wan Kenobi. All they want about Obi-Wan Kenobi is to cuck him as hard as they can to tell you the Force is female. That's what this show really is. It's like, remember when we told you the Force is female? We fucking meant it. Here's Obi-Wan Kenobi cutting up some desert whale fish thing for fucking five dollars an hour he's doing that same cutting pilfering the meat feeding his camel i was like what is this This, dude dude, like you they fucking brought him to as low as they possibly could fucking oh and like rejecting the toy for luke i'm like this is just fucking what is going on yeah yeah oh owen is chatting on obi-wan kenobi one of the fiercest jedi warriors he fucking took Darth Maul down in the Phantom Menace, okay? Dun 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 dun. What the fuck happened? What the fuck is going on? He is a piece of shit in this show. He has no power. His powers come back magically at the end. But for now, let's just talk about episode one and two. He can't do anything. He buried his fucking lightsabers in the desert for what? What fucking reason? All right, calm down. Why in the fuck? 
would you let's do not, any of this? <laughs> let's not talk about more of the deeper, um, you know, issues with this this show at the end too. <laughs> you know that the fact this okay, this Darth Vader fight, this Vader fight was dope. Okay, are you talking so, about the first one or the second one? Both of them were cool. Yeah, I, I do. The choreograph, that's a, that's the actual true. lightsaber choreographing with these two fights are superb, dude. The rever- like the one-handed uh, lightsaber form that they do, it's first of all they're really lore accurate mm-hmm. with with Darth Vader in this. Like I know there's some like issues with the suit, but the 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 way he actually uses his his uh, lightsaber one-handed and uses his left hand pretty much for force. It was super cool to them to actually portray that accurately. Mm-hmm. And that you was know, dope. You, you, that's that's a hundred percent Hayden Christensen too. I have to give that boy credit. For a while, I was thinking, why is he even credited in this? It's it's fucking James Earl Jones, still obviously voice acting Darth Vader. So like Hayden Christensen's just in the suit. But then like when I actually saw the fights, I was like, holy shit! He went back and watched original darth vader fight like he went back and researched you can tell dude the lunge dude the lunge swipe attack when he fucking cuts through vader's helmet that was super dope like like just the moves they did were super cool i liked it i i had some problems with the final fight uh first well first of all i just wanted to ask why how what when and where did fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi go from my force powers don't work anymore uh, to, oh, I'm now a Jedi master again and fucking doing throwing crazy boulders and the doing resolve, crazy shit. Dude. The resolve was invisible in the series. It's just like <laughs> he just decided well, I'll like, tell I you. must take him on alone. And then he somehow dodges fire from a fucking Star Destroyer. And then he just like, he's like, the force is going to tell me that Darth Vader is going to be so fucking pissed. He's going to fucking get his own personal ship and tell this and follow me down to this fucking planet of my choice. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy, which was don't get me wrong. Obi-Wan Kenobi was like, we need a sweet backdrop for this battle, which and I it was because it was a sweet backdrop. Yeah, I, I know that like there's been a lot of complaints about this show and I've seen some of them in a lot. One of the complaints is this backdrop, this planet, and they're like, it's too dark. It's too Fuck empty. You guys, dude. I think those the people are nuts. Afterglow and fucking Vader. Dude, there's when so Hayden much Christensen bigger fish to those lines in the fucking darkness and like with the like the light glaring on his burnt fucking face. That was that a great was, touch. I dude. liked that was one thing I really liked about this show. That whole that whole part of the scene where it shows essentially it shows how his face got fucked up um, in that way, like that you see when his mask comes off at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, the scar underneath. Yeah, the eye. because like yeah. it, at first when Revenge of the Sith happened, I just assumed it was Revenge of the Sith, totally. But you can tell that they actually wrote it in there that it's actually that slash from Obi-Wan that does that one scar that you see at the end of Return of the Jedi. That was a nice touch. It was almost like they were correcting a flaw that George Lucas missed. And I, that's a bold thing to do. I think it was just do. a prosthetic thing. Like when I really thought about it, I think it was just a prosthetic thing and how it turned out. And like they took it as an opportunity to actually give it a story. Yeah, that that's good. And I love the line where 
um, he said he says like you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. That yeah, was the that best was... line of the entire fucking show. I want, I swear to God, if they do not give Hayden Christian some credit for this damn thing, it's like you guys are losers. He's the oh, best part of the fucking show, man. He kicked it's, ass. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and that's dude. How is Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader, barely in this show compared to Princess Leia oh, and God. fucking Third Sister and the other Inquisitor? It's insane to me. There's no battle on the fortress of Mustafar. They, they showed that sweet-ass throne fortress for Darth Vader in, in, mm-hmm. on the planet. Is it Mustafar the planet or is the systems Mustafar? I think that's the name of the planet. But I totally agree like, with how, you. It's criminal. It it <laughs> is, and it makes me think that maybe that whole thing was CG and it wasn't a set. Yeah, I don't well, think probably. it was real. Yeah, I don't but think it only, was real. We only got uh, Palpatine as a hologram. Uh, it's just they clearly were like making way too much room for female empowerment. Oh, and fuck I get yeah. it. I get it. Okay, yeah. have some room for it. You know, I get females want some characters, and that's all good. Yeah. But this show's called Obi Wan Kenobi, and I feel like you were using Obi Wan Kenobi as a vessel to set up. Uh, and I mean, I don't even think you can argue with me on this point. It's almost ensured in- in- at this point that there we're getting a Princess Leia show down the pipe. Oh God! A young a young Princess Leia show is coming down the pipe. The fact that we got what's her name to give her like. The you know when they were in the safe house, the Jedi safe house, and he saw what's her name put or she Princess Leia saw what's her name putting on the holster, and she was just like, "Can you teach me how to shoot?" And like, mm. and at the end of the show, she had the holster on, implying like that's where she got the idea and stuff. It's like all that was like building up the character of Princess Leia super fast, like yep. for in a show that wasn't about her. Yep. Like, and Dude. so I was just like, "Oh, you guys are definitely like setting this character up." This, and this sh- I got the same thing from uh, Third Sister too. At the very so you get like the whole show. Your thing is like, why is Third Sister the main Sith we're dealing with when this is Obi Wan Kenobi and it totally warrants Darth Vader being mm-hmm. the main Sith character in this show? And, and then at the very end, you're like, oh, this show was also a plot, a pie, like a vessel for uh, that character to have a redemption arc so she can be a future ca- good character the force is it's female so, it's so obvious it's so fucking obvious and it's just like you know if you want to do that do it in a new show like why didn't you just because no one would watch that princess show leia broadcaster show. nichols Dude, this is a trojan I horse i show i watch a princess leia show i mean you better give me bobs I want I want Bob's, but you know, but if I get if I don't get Bob's, then I'm probably Bro, not watch I don't Princess think Leia. I really don't think you would have watched a young Princess Leia show. I really don't like if the show was yeah, like on about, its face. Like, like whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa. Oh, I, I see where you're going. Okay, <laughs> like, this is like no prey. Math, We're going prey. Okay, <laughs> you want math, like dude. a supple twenty year old? Okay. Exactly. There you go. There okay. All go. right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I agree with you on that point. Uh, I'm thinking <laughs> 23, 25, max. <laughs> max. Maximum. Okay. I want that nice white dress that she watched in New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> and underneath it, 
the job of the hut slave dress and uh mm, that's well, the finale well, that's yeah now episode see, six we can build this yes. series together together uh, <laughs> deborah chow if you're listening uh, we're available to be in your writer's room okay we got maybe this. you can be in this series visually too can we look up deborah chow <laughs> 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 One moment, I need to uh, visualize. Stand by. <laughs> Stand by. Uh, Inquisitors were a total dud. I don't know if they were cool in Rebels. I'm assuming they were. They suck ass in this show. The Grand Inquisitor, the, his whole like reveal that he's still alive and that Third Sister's a dumbass for thinking he was dead. And that, that was nonsensical bullshit. Makes absolutely no sense. Just like it makes no sense that Darth Vader waited till that moment to say, I knew you were a youngling, bitch. I, blah, blah, blah. All that was stupid. Fifth brother, uh, I don't even know what to say about Fifth Brother. He was he was the most manly character in the show, but he was like a 2 out of 10 manly. Like it's like there's no manly man. Like when when well, Owen no when it's like you would live deliver these lines and you're like, "Oh damn, he's about to lay down the law." And then it's just like, "Dude, he had the, like he clearly was more powerful than Third Sister." But like, remember the time remember the chamber room when mm-hmm. he just like slammed her around the I'm like, oh shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, but then it's just like, nah, um never mind, forget he's, about he's that. Just like you're a female, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if Uncle Ben or Uncle Owen is like the chad of your show in terms of masculinity, you have a problem. And, yeah, the uh, guy that gets fucking L'd by a fucking group of five Tuscan Raiders. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and he has his dude, dude. I just realized you just made me think about that. Owen and his wife take on a Sith Inquisitor, <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> yeah, successfully. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's fucking, it's a joke. And and, <laughs> and the reason Tuscan Raiders <laughs> and the reason we're supposed to believe it is because of the wound that Darth Vader gave her, but. I I'll I'll say yes that's true. However, nah. if we're to believe that wound in to begin with, she should have never made it to fucking Tatooine. Like the her making it to Tatooine was so did. stupid. Like no fucking way. Darth Vader just fucking mauled you. You're going to crawl into a, a fucking spaceship and make it to Tatooine and then crawl to Uncle Owen's fucking desert abode to fucking rape young Luke. Get the fuck out of here. This is so preposterous, dude. It's preposterous. They didn't even explain it, too, because it's like, okay, you got stabbed when you were a youngling. (laughs) It's like, okay, you don't explain that. You got straight L'd when you were a youngling, but somehow you're alive. Yeah, (laughs) right. No explanation there. Oh, you're going to get L'd the exact same way. And the guy that did it's going to do it the exact same way again, and you don't die. It's like, dude, at least have like a fucking old boy moment or something where your heart's on the other side yeah you know it's like dude come on give us some context here give us some substance to this bullshit fucking narrative that somehow she's going to survive twice Mm -hmm. the same way it's like if anything you die instantly because whatever he vaporized out of your body the first time and somehow you miraculously survived is not there anymore it it makes no sense None of it makes sense. Even if she does survive it, why the fuck did Vader and fucking uh, the Grand Inquisitor just leave her to go do that? Like, it makes no effing sense. It is nonsensical bullshit. That's the other thing, too. No substance to the the OG Grand Inquisitor surviving. Like, he gets held. 
In the, <laughs> get, get, get this, guys. The exact same wound. Magic. Savor to the stomach. Yep. Wow. It's like this fucking move doesn't work or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's like Dragon Ball Z, bro. They're just eating sensu beans. That's what's going on. But he does. He gets held and and he's dead. And then all of a sudden he's just magically back. There's no like cutscene where like Vader no. like shows him in a ba- uh, back. In t- uh, what, what do they call it? A back. back to t- tank? Yeah. Back to tank. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like there's no like weird little two second cutscene where it shows him in a tank and Vader's there, you know, like nothing. It's just all of a sudden he just shows back up and he's like, You dumb bitch. He mm-hmm. thought you could just stab me in the stomach. Think again, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh fuck, man. Okay, so let's just talk about the cannon breaking shit, because there's a few things. First of all, Princess Leia clearly and definitively never met Obi-Wan Kenobi before A New Hope. You can go back and watch it, watch the scene where she records the message on R2-D2. She clearly says, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. She doesn't say, you saved me from some crazy Sith with dreadlocks. That's not what she says, okay? She says, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. She clearly indicates that your her father knew him, but she didn't. Yeah. But they had this crazy adventure together. Now, when we were watching this show, when I was watching this show, I was praying. I was praying that there was going to be an explanation for this. I was hoping, like, at the end of the show, they were going to do some genjutsu on her so she forgot about it. Or something. Something. I was hoping for something, but nothing happens. It's just, we're just supposed to believe that she had this insane adventure with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then 20 years later, in the fucking, when fucking Darth Vader's about to capture her, she's acting like she's never met him before for no reason. Yeah, I, you know, it's just one of those things where it's it's probably the least one I'm pissed off about because it's kind of it's one. It's like the most open, you know, what's the one where that pisses you, like, you off the most? Um, Probably his hatred of droids. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. I don't know any of them, to be honest, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure. Didn't he have no droids? He hated that, droids. Yes, yeah, that was, wasn't that he a fucking hated thing? droids. That is absolutely correct. But he's best friends with I, fucking I pers- Princess I Leia's personally- little mini droid. I personally didn't remember that too much. I just remember like the well. I, what episode was it when you actually go to his lair? Was it episode one in that like RTD two like eyeball thing pokes up out of the sound or the sand? And I was just like, wait a minute. I was yeah. like, that line just popped into my head where I was just like, I don't have any droids. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never had any droids. <laughs> you know, like it's funny because that the, I didn't even have that on my list of canon breaking shit, but you are absolutely correct, Broadcaster Nichols. That is more canon breaking shit that you just threw out there. And uh, I don't know if it's absolutely canon breaking. No, nah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty canon breaking. Uh, <laughs> Luke, okay, so his entire goddamn mission was to protect Luke, and this entire show 
was about him ditching Luke for Leia. I think the kid Luke got five minutes of screen time. <laughs> he did, and it was all of him running and crying and being a bitch. It was so, so sad, dude. Pathetic, dude. <laughs> it's it was so it was sad. so it was so obvious, dude, what they were doing. It's just like, oh, Leia's the big badass and the fucking the most powerful Jedi in existence is a loser kid, right? That can't fucking just gets knocked out by a strong Sith warrior about to turn good guy. Mm-hmm. I was so lame. I was so fucking lame. You know, as much in as much as I love the Vader versus Obi Wan fights, yeah, it maybe loves a strong word. I like them a lot. Let's say that because this is no duel of the fates. Okay, this is not Obi Wan and Qui Gon versus Darth Maul. This is below that, but it's it's good. Like it's good shit. I enjoyed it, but I will say. That the fact, this is, I mean, this is another one of those canon-breaking things It's hard to swallow. At the end of New Hope, Darth Vader kills Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he becomes a Force ghost, very famously, the whole falling cloak to the ground thing. But there's a very important line in there, Broadcaster Nichols. Do you remember that line? That he says right to Obi-Wan as soon as they meet in the yeah. Death Star. Oh, is it the strike me down line? No, is when we last met, you were the master, and I was the learner, and now I am the master. Implying the last time they met was when he was a Padawan of Obi-Wan. So, again, this is just like the Princess Leia one, where it's like, we're supposed to well, believe that Darth Vader was like totally gonna, forgetting about the fact he had this crazy I, pursuit arc I'm with Obi-Wan when he was already Darth Vader, when he was not his learner. I'm going to argue with you on this one because the fight at the end when they're doing like the cutback to the, you know, like the Clone Wars days and they're fighting on like the Naboo fucking balcony or whatever it is one of my that was one of my favorite parts of the show by the way it was like a total throwaway bullshit but it was awesome i love that yeah but the line he delivers he's just like your blindness for victory makes you or uh is why you're still a padawan you know and then and it cuts back to the fight on that random planet where obi-wan's still punking vader right Mm-hmm. And he walks away, and Obi- he's clearly mad. He's like, "Obi," which was super dope when he actually that fucking mm-hmm. the the voice, the dual voice they yeah, had so for good, it, so good, so good. But anyways, uh, when he's just you can clearly that's why when you bring it up now because I wasn't even familiar, I didn't remember this line. But now that you say that, it actually mixes beautiful with that because Vader got punked. He thought he got he thought he was going to be the master in that situation and finally get Obi-Wan. But Obi-Wan still got him in that memory. That memory was playing for the viewer. Right. But you got to think in like some way, maybe it was playing in one of the actual characters heads. Maybe it was Obi-Wan. Maybe it was Vader. Maybe it was both, you know, Mm. and now you go to New Hope. And Vader's like has conviction, you know, it's it's round three and he knows he's about to L fucking Obi-Wan and he gives him that line. He's just like, now I'm the master bitch (laughs) because I know I'm about to kill you. (laughs) So it's actually 
So it's actually kind of cool when you're you taking think about it in it a more way. metaphorical way, where I'm trying to take it literal. I see. I see what you're saying. You can make that argument. But, you know what? I'll say it's a valid line, argument. I'll get, I'll say that. that. That's line, a valid argument. But that line is metaphorical, right? Because you got to think. I don't like, take it metaphorical, prior. though. I take it as last time I saw you, I was your fucking Padawan, and now I'm gonna make you my Padawan, bitch. That's how I take that line. But I get I what you're a, saying too. But, but hear me out, right? It's like you're t- you had no idea what their first encounter was until revenge or their 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 last encounter prior to New Hope was before Revenge of the Sith came Sith came out, right? Like all of that was new knowledge ongoing, right? It's but it like made it's sense all- in Revenge of the Sith because he technically was still Obi Wan's Padawan when that fight happened. He wasn't Vader. I'm just, I guess what I'm just trying to say is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series fight doesn't really destroy that dialogue in a, like too meaningful of a way. In any way, and okay. any way it makes it more deeper is what I'm trying to argue. Oh man, act- you're taking the total different. <laughs> I respect, you know, I respect that. You know, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe Deborah Chow's got me heated. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Deborah Chow's done some bad things. You got to give her some credit where credit's due, man. I mean, like, she's not a bad person. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's, uh, has an OnlyFans account. And, hey, uh, yeah. And if you're hot, Deborah, what's up? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll acquiesce on that. I'll say it's debatable. Maybe. Maybe I was a little too harsh on that one. But okay. Uh, do you want to defend episode two at all? Because uh, I thought episode two. I'm not defending was episode one or two. Pile of goddamn shit, dude. Those literally kind of de- made me seriously depressed when mm-hmm. I was watching those first two episodes. I was like. <laughs> I think I, it, like I was I just started reflecting I was like all these things that I really want to be for me <laughs> they're just not yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh yeah it Kenobi is just so cut that's why I've started hunting and other things <laughs> I've moved I on hunting. I don't <laughs> I watch Star hunting. Wars now I hunt animals okay? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I talk uh, great <laughs> yes um, and I learn about things <laughs> I absolutely hate the fact that Kamal Naji or whatever the fuck his name is the guy from uh God, I don't remember the name of the show anymore. The the modern office space TV show that was on HBO. What was that called? Motherfucker. Um, God. How the fuck am I forgetting the name of this show? I love this show. (laughs) Uh, What the fuck was it? It was. uh, Hold up a second. You're not uh, thinking about Parks and Rec. No, he he was not Parks and Rec. I was, was gonna he? say you're thinking not thinking of a season. Sorry, are you? <laughs> no. Um, God, he was in a TV. Silicon TV Valley, show? Silicon Valley. Oh, God damn shit. it! He was. Oh my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> I Man, can't believe I forgot. Miller. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Dude, T.J. Miller was a goddamn behemoth in that show. But anyway. 
back to what I'm really saying. Called that bomb threat. In anyways, <laughs> it, it, that bomb threat was legitimate, and I stand by him. But moving on, uh, Kamal Nanjanani, whatever. He does not. Okay, first of all. You just had him in a fucking The Eternals, which was like the worst Marvel movie of all time, universally panned, even by the left wing nut jobs. It was still panned by them. Like everyone hated The Eternals. And then you're like, oh, we're going to put you in the most important property we have now, Star Wars, as a reward. What? And also, lay off the fucking steroids, dude. What the fuck? Like, hey, dude, dude. Hold up, bro. Whoa, get the whoa, whoa, fuck whoa, off. Whoa, that guy you know is juicing wanna, so hard. Wanna, dude, all the power to my brother. Okay? <laughs> Are you going to take wanna, the Kamal Najani defense? Okay, here we go. Here, defend him. Defense? I'm not defending <laughs> the man personally. I don't know the guy. He could be a piece of shit individual. I have no idea who he is. He was oh, good in is. Silicon Valley and not There's in no, anything else. If you, if you want to cycle, dude. Go for it. The thing I have a problem with, and I think the main problem that I think society would be better off with if we just all acknowledged that high-level athletes juice. And (laughs) for the the relevant part of this connection, actors that want to portray a certain role, like a superhero or whatever, like if they want to fucking juice to get a certain figure or perform a certain way, dude... We just need to start letting everybody. Imagine how dope football. I would start watching hockey and football and soccer. I would start watching soccer, dude, if I knew these boys were juiced to the gills. Because these fucking soccer balls would be flying at fucking mock speeds, dude. And it would be dope. It would be like watching fucking Super Troopers. Or, 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 sorry, Starship Troopers. When they're doing backflips in the field and shit like that, dude. Front flips. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all right. You know, we went off the reservation a little bit there. Really, what I'm trying to say is Kamal Nam- Namajami, where the fuck his goddamn name is. Juice, this, super juice. <laughs> Kamal Najami. This guy did not belong within a 100 mile radius of Obi Wan Kenobi. Him in this show was like the biggest red herring I've ever seen in my life. It's such, it's just like, oh, look, it's the funny guy from Silicon Valley and he's pretending to be a Jedi. Isn't that so funny? But he's really a sweet guy at heart when he's not juicing up his ass. No. Remember, he was uh, Harold and Kumar. Before Silicon Valley. I mean, it's not what? Silicon Valley isn't the only thing. He was in Harold and Kumar? He was Kumar. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No. Oh, wait a minute. You're right. He wasn't. <laughs> You're right. Never mind. Wait a minute. He was definitely not Kumar. That was uh, Cal Penn. Cal Penn? Yeah. I think. God. I don't know. My brain... My brain holds too much information now. Like my boomer brain is like starting to leak. So sometimes I forget things, but I think that was Cal Penn who was Kumar. Oh yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> and the moral of this story is broadcaster Nichols. <laughs> uh, 
I think we can cut that. <laughs> cut that, cut that. Uh, okay. I think we've been harping a little bit too much on this guy, but the point is, is get the fuck out of here, bro. No. Who, whoever the fuck cast him in this is a dumbass. All I saw was a doofus from Silicon Valley who did not belong in Star Wars. It was a stunt casting. I feel like he has evidence. Maybe he has evidence on Deborah Chow. Maybe that's what's going on. He has some videos. No, it's the opposite, dude. They have evidence on him. <laughs> that's oh. why he doesn't movies interesting interesting that could be true yeah, he was time, really dude. good in silicon valley like but yep. he hasn't been good in anything else i've seen him in and he's getting cringier every time i see him so i'm it's not looking up for him but anyway he uh was the the icing on the shit taco for episode two episode two was like adventures with obi-wan being cucked not having four dude you remember the part where oh uh where princess leia falls off the building and Obi-Wan has to, like, strain his heart, and he's, like, about to die using his force to save her from falling on the ground. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, three episodes later, he's throwing mountains at Darth Vader. <laughs> what the fuck, Well, he's dude? resolved. He's resolved. He's resolved. They don't explain that. But you know, when he chooses... To blindly go towards the Star Destroyer <laughs> and lure Darth Vader off telepathically. Remember, he knows this is 4D chess, yeah. right? No, it's Force Connection. Darth Vader is going to be so fucking mad. Yeah, it, it's like, damn. Obi Wan is fucking playing a fool right now. I can't believe. Yes, it. prepare my personal shuttle. <laughs> and were were you at all disappointed that it wasn't the Tie Advance that he was flying, and it was that Emperor shuttle thing? Yes, absolutely. I was dude. so sad about that. I was like, "Where the was, fuck like, is the tide advance?" Debra, Debra, you silly hoe! Are you kidding? <laughs> you me, fucked dude? up, bitch. You fucked <laughs> you up. You fucked up bad, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, really, Darth Vader saw that he would go down that planet and bomb the area he landed <laughs> in real quick. Get it nice and loose. Get a bunch of rocks. So when he comes down there, he can do a nice force blast with a bunch yeah. of rocks. <laughs> yeah, he definitely would have turned his targeting computers on. And uh, use technology with the Force. A lesson we could all learn. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so. Okay. Here's another, here's another canon breaking thing that you may disagree with. But this one really bothered me. And it's from episode two. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're supposed to believe that Obi-Wan Kenobi does not know that Anakin is Vader. He is shocked by this revelation. What? That's not little Annie? He's... No, never. Okay, are we just totally forgetting about the final scene in Revenge of the Sith where he's talking to Yoda about it, saying that he's now Lord Vader? What? Please defend this one because you really defended the other one I gave you very well. I was actually impressed with that. I'm not defending that. I want you to defend this one now. Go. Um, so really, the term <laughs> Vader is a um, esoteric term. <laughs> in, in German, in Germany, Vader just means father. Okay, so in Gaelic. <laughs> 
Gaelic Lord Vader means bad motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I can't even defend that. <laughs> Mustafar, it means 12 inches rock hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, then we also, this is where uh, Third Sister murders Grand Inquisitor and magical fairies come and revive him after off cam i guess i don't fucking know off camera back to tank dude <laughs> off, to, off camera back to tank got it uh so yeah first two episodes pretty much hot garbage uh episode three is uh where the show redeems itself in my opinion what do you think about episode three overall because not like we all. All right. So I have some problems with episode three. We already talked about him with the, the first Kenobi versus Vader fight at the end. But the first half of episode three, I thought was really well done. It reminded me of like a Lord of the Rings movie, like their whole like I, I like Leia in this episode, like that her kind of just like traveling with Kenobi on this planet, evading patrols. There was like lore. There were some cool scenes. Kenobi yeah. finally did something. He pulled his lightsaber out and fucked those fucker those Imperial troopers up when they caught him at the checkpoint. Like there was some good shit in this episode. No, yeah, I mean it was it was fun. I I thought the whole like uh, cargo truck scene with Frick, I think that was his name. Frick. You know, it, like that was cool. I like the ten, like even though it was childish build up, like mm-hmm. I I could you know it was fun. Yeah, and I, it was well written too. It was it wasn't bad. I really liked the first Vader fight. The first Vader fight was super dope. Yeah, I liked all of it till the very end when he let him go. That's the part I have a problem with. But yeah, other than that, great. I agree with you. Yeah, I I think that's just a weakness in the series as general, though. There's like all these like story points like they just don't make sense. Like they all rely on so much benefit of the doubt. It's just you can't. Mm hmm make it believable even in a fucking sci-fi fantasy like you know like you, it, what yeah yeah you, the fact that like i I'm, i know where it's i'm skipping back again but the fact that like the last vader fight obi-wan like has vader <laughs> and he like he's like i'm and he has this he's trying to he's like no dude i'm gonna try to turn him good one last time and then vader is just like no dude i'm fucking bad to the bone and he's just like in fucking obi-wan's just like oh okay peace bye and it's like what dude and then, and then the fact dude it's even cemented more Right when he goes back to Tatooine and he's like he gets to meet Luke or whatever and he goes off into the desert to go build his next fucking hole in the wall, mm-hmm. it, the one where no dude. droids are allowed. The, the yeah, new the ones, ones where yeah. no droids are allowed. No, the new no one droids allowed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, fucking Qui Gon Jinn shows up and he's just like Qui Gon Jinn's like, you, you, I was always here. You just now can finally see me. Like implying like he's now, like, fully realized. You know, I actually like, like that. I like that I part. Like it. But it implies that him letting fucking Vader go was the way. Okay. I have a different take. I have a different take. It's like, well, we need to let... And I get this. My boy Qui-Gon Jinn's like, we need Return of the Jedi. The boys need Return (laughs) of the Jedi, all right? So you can't kill Vader yet. And and Obi-Wan's like, absolutely. I understand (laughs) So, okay. So I totally see what you're saying there. But when I was watching it, I took it totally different. Remember, in the beginning of this show, 
Obi-Wan is cuck commando. He is fucking worthless. He, his force powers are like that of Anakin from episode one, where he was like riding pod racers and fucking with Guido or whatever that alien guy was. Like his, his force powers were nothing. And then to me, what it signified Obi-Wan Kenobi showing up and be like, oh, you stopped being a little bitch and you started throwing mountains at Lord Vader. Okay, we can talk now. That's what I looked at it as. Like, you know, you have to be this tall to ride. Like, you know, go to a roller coaster, it says, bitch, you need to be 48 inches. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi was not 48 inches until he did that shit with Vader, and then Qui-Gon's like, all right, you're tall enough to see me now. I I just don't see it that way. Okay. All right. I think... Obi-Wan's a bitch-ass motherfucker. <laughs> he kind of is, you know. <laughs> Vader, like, it totally changed my... Dude, and it sucks because Ian McGregor's Obi-Wan was dope Hell all yeah. the way up. So it's like this series really, like, kind of brought his character down for me because, you know... Because the Force is with, female. Go on. The fucking New Hope, when he gets stricken down, you know... You're like, dude, that old man was dope, dude. That was his master, and he's just like, dude, I've been fucking punking you this whole time, and now I'm going to get on you. I'm fucking going to get on your ship, dude, and I'm going to get right up in your face as a fucking 100-year-old man, and I'm going to be like, take me down, bitch. I'm an old man. I fucked you the whole time. <laughs> and he's just like, he does it. You're like, this guy's dope as fuck. And then now you get two dope, pre- three dope prequels, and now we get the series. We were like, no, he was gay. He was gay as fuck, dude. <laughs> he let, he no, let him go. He, he let him go, dude. Oh, it, that, that's probably one of the greatest uh, monologues you've ever had on this podcast or broadcaster, Nichols. I uh, applaud you. That was exactly what happened. <laughs> and uh, I feel like I should play some Scottish pipes for the wake dude. of Obi-Wan Kenobi right now. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Probably fucking that camel somewhere in the desert. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Dude. we just got banned on Apple iTunes for that comment. I hope you're happy. <laughs> we are no longer a clean podcast. <laughs> the words of Tim Dillon put them in the fucking pot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, all right. Well, do you want to talk about episode four at all? I I want to forget episode four even happened, but do you, what do you think about episode four? <laughs> this is the episode where we get like the the third sister no. interrogating Leia with the kid gloves, yeah. and um, they the the plan the infiltration of the fortress to rescue Leia on and, the on the ocean planet, not the forest. Or sorry, not the forest moon but the ocean moon mm-hmm. is what they were doing there mm-hmm. it very very sequels like there are some very high sequels vibes with this episode where it felt like a an extension of like the jj abrams um star wars movies not gonna lie it was it was dope aesthetic this Dude, the aesthetics of this show were fire all the way through. My problems with the show are the writing, the writing, the writing, and the writing. Did I mention the writing? That's all. That's really my entire problem with the show. But it's a huge problem in many ways. Uh, the main yeah, thing there was, it's pillars. 
there were problem pillars and problem the pillars, and yes. they were they were glaring at every episode. Yes. You could just see when they showed up. You're like, why are you <laughs> mm-hmm. here? Yeah, yeah. So Kenobi rescues Leia, and then like the the fake Imperial trooper that's really a rebel who I'm just sort of like, okay, you seem very contrived as a character, but whatever. Moving on, she gets bl- her cover gets blown, and then like the Inquisitors are like, where is he? I know he's here, and 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 then we cut to Obi Wan, and he's in this like chamber with all of the. Jedi that were killed during Order 66. Now, this is the only interesting part of this entire episode. If you take episode four, literally the only interesting part is this. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's interesting because I don't think it's good. I think it's actually canon breaking, but it's interesting at least because we're seeing like Plo Koon. We're seeing like Kiati Mundi. Like we're seeing all these like Clone Wars Jedis in these fucking tanks. And we yeah. thought they were all dead, but they're in they these tanks. Dead. They that's the thing. They looked kind of alive to me, Broadcaster Nichols. I think you might need to go back to this episode and rewatch oh, that she, scene. She says it's a tomb. I know what she says, but when you look at them in the tanks, they don't look dead. They yeah. look like they're being preserved. Sure. Now, this could just be a problem with the presentation, the direction. Maybe it's sending the wrong message. But either way, I found this scene very interesting because to I took me, this as like I took this as like Coolio finding the the room of heads that Gary Busey. <laughs> you know, Coolio, it's iced tea, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't disrespect the tea. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's a great scene, though. I, as soon as you said that, I, I'm just like, yeah, that was fucking amazing. That's what it was, kind of in my mind. Kind of. It was like one of those trophy rooms, you know, where it's like, kind of. Like, look at all these Jedi killed. But here's the thing: those people, Ice T was looking at fucking heads. Okay, Obi Wan Kenobi was looking at preserved bodies and Bacta looking tanks, That's like in the future, look, dude. Okay, okay, you, right. you might be right. Wouldn't have that been sick if Jar Jar Binks was in one of them? <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> no, he's Naboo royalty, dude. Nah, man, he's a Sith Lord. You've seen that video. I know you have. It was it was suggested right after you watched Metal Gear Zero video. <laughs> you believe this shit? Well, guess what? Jar Jar Binks dude, is a Sith Lord. <laughs> if we ever have a guest on the podcast, I really think it should be the Metal Gear Solid Zero guy. We I should- agree. We should actually uh, <laughs> try to get that, make that happen. <laughs> that guy's got. I, yeah. I like the cut of his jib. Yeah, he's uh, a yeah. good shit. Um. Anyway, I, so I want to so, know how autistic this lad is. <laughs> uh, I took this scene with the the trophy room, as you call it, as as a gateway for them to bring back Jedi that we all thought were killed in canon. So here's something that you might not know. Samuel L. Jackson has been very, very, very vocal that his character was not killed in the Clone Wars and that he's still alive. He has been vocal about this for a long time. 
You can look this shit up on the internet. Like he, it's like a campaign of his. Like he, he just has to make sure that he has a chance to be in a future Star Wars thing. He insists that he's still alive. Now, when I saw this scene with these Jedi and these like fucking preservation tanks, I was like, wait a second. This is setting up Samuel L. Jackson's return into Star Wars. He's going to be in one of these tanks and he's going to get popped the fuck out. Of course, we don't see him in one of those tanks, so it's not confirmed or anything. But I put two and two together and I'm just thinking, man, man, oh man, is that what's going on? Are they using this scene as a staging scene to open up a hundred different possible offshoots, spinoffs, where they bring Absolutely. back these Jedi. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I, dude, they... So you agree with me on that, then? So you're... Oh, I do. Okay. I do. I absolutely agree, and it breaks my heart. I anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh I'm gonna cry. Yeah, so so yeah. then the episode ends with like Vader like trying to kill third sister because she failed, but then she's like, No, I put a put a tracker on the droid, and then Vader's like, Okay, bitch, you can live. Which uh, the, I mean, let's be real, the whole scene with her and the droid was filmed. And she never put any they didn't even show her put the tracker on. No. It's a like lot of like, off-camera events yeah, happen in this show. Yeah, a lot show. of off-camera events. <laughs> oh, like, boy. It's whatever, but I see. How it. many times have you said that in this review? It's whatever. <laughs> like, I, I I'm not trying to not disregard your opinions, but I feel, it's weird because I feel like I'm the one who should be doing what you're doing right now because I'm more of a Star Wars nerd than you are just because I'm older and I grew up with it more, but I feel like you're really like, you're trying so hard to defend this shit. I don't know, man. Mace Windu's alive. Uh, next, next Disney plus show. Mace Windu does Dallas coming to you soon. <laughs> See, I just want things to be <laughs> billed for what they are. Okay. You know, if we want a Mace Windu show, give us a fucking Mace Windu show. Okay. <laughs> I don't want Obi-Wan Kenobi and then Mace Windu shows up half the show. Like, this is the same problem I had with Book of Boba Fett. Book of mm. Boba Fett sucked. And then the only good episodes there was was <laughs> The Mandalorian. So it's just like, come on, guys. Like, spread your talent out or something. Like, if you don't have enough talent out, don't make the goddamn series. If the heart's not there, don't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's okay, a, okay. you know, that's an interesting question. Right now, on the spot, Broadcaster Nichols, what is better? Book of Boba Fett or Obi-Wan Kenobi? Go. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't be able to answer that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we segregating the last three episodes of Book nah, of Boba dude. It's, it's, it's series for series, man. It's just which one's uh, better. I'd say Book of Boba Fett. Oh. Just based and on and you just got done saying you hated Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, what a world we live in. Those Brian. last three episodes are fucking amazing. I know. I loved them. But too. I don't consider those Book of Boba Fett. Those are clearly like Man. episodes they chopped off from the new Mandalorian. Yeah, that's Mando <laughs> season three. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah that's it's what good. it is. That's clearly what it is. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, it's so abrupt of a change. <laughs> it's insane. Yep. Yep. So, um, episode five is like the classic, uh, um, we're trapped in a bunker and the empire has us surrounded and then they get in and they take you down, but then you escape at the end. It's just like empire strikes back. It's just like the last Jedi. It's that same meme. Uh, but this time it's much worse (laughs) because (laughs) Kenobi, (laughs) this is God damn it, dude. Kenobi is like, Reva, I know you know who Vader is, and I know you want to kill him. I know you've been faking being a bad guy this whole time, even though you've murked innocent people several times on camera. But you're a good guy. I know that. Uh, I'm going to bring Vader to you. And it just becomes this like moment where you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah. They're playing 4D chess now. That was a great plot twist. Yeah, man. And I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? I want uh, This is another one of those punch the TV scenes, Broadcaster Nichols. I don't know what to say. <laughs> punch the TV. <laughs> oh, God. She wants... So she wants to... <laughs> So she wants to pretend to be a Sith to get close to Vader so she can kill Vader. He's a Sith Lord. What what the fuck? The the irony is rich, too, with this, right? Because, first of all, when they explain it to you as the viewer, you're like, this is lame. There's no way that... You're telling me. You're telling me the the most Force-sensitive fucking the one neo of the force came to slay all the fucking younglings at the temple right and eld this chick looked her dead in the fucking eyes and elder and then she eventually survived came up and became a fucking quizzer apprentice or whatever the fuck it was and then eventually grand inquisitor and the the mo- again the most force sensitive powerful being at the current time is like can't sense that at all no nope. oh, wait he can that's the reveal it's like yeah. oh so we're not dumb we're fucking <laughs> you know it was a dumb fucking idea cool the irony is rich <laughs> it's it's so bad i just like that this this episode okay you know what the great part of this episode i'm i don't want to be totally negative when i saw darth vader Force grab that spaceship to try and prevent it from leaving. That was it sick was as hell. Cool. That was that cool. reminded me of Star Killer from The Force Awakens. That was Make sick out. as fuck. Yeah, I really like that part. Uh, <laughs> but everything with one, third sister can go to hell. That bar. It's kind of funny when you say that because he was like that was the the benchmark for that move in mm-hmm. Star Wars history. Yep. They're like, fuck, we didn't know we could make them that powerful. (laughs) And also, and also, okay, let's just, you know, let's put aside all of the bullshit plot contrivances that lead us to the scene. Let's just pretend all those don't exist and just take the scene for what it is. 
Third sister is behind Darth Vader after he fails to stop the ship from escaping. And she, she supposedly she wants to kill Darth Vader. It's all been a ploy. Okay. Instead of instantly trying to kill Darth Vader, she starts talking to him and admitting she's a traitor. Then she tries to strike him after. What? What the fuck was that? You just attack him. He's fucking Lord Vader. He is the savior of the force. His metachlorians oh, are spinning geez. way faster than yours, third sister. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, I'm going to explain to you that I'm a traitor. Didn't she try to sneak up on him? And his, he was just too powerful. He knew. He was no, just like, he he's, fucking started. She, she started talking before she attacked. Go rewatch it. She started talking first, then that's, she attacked. That's fucking retarded. It was so stupid. I was watching, I was just like, as if this couldn't get any more fucking ludicrous. Is this Spaceballs now? Are we flying at ludicrous speed? I don't know, Broadcaster Nichols. But that scene, and then like, and then it ends with her dying, and I'm like, at least they killed that bitch. That's what I said when episode five ended. I'm like, you know what? At least that bitch is dead. And then episode six turns and she's alive. She's she's hunting Luke like the predator on Tatooine. Oh, fuck. Which is probably one of the lamest parts of the series. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It seemed so unnecessary. It's just like, if you wanted to, like, bring this uh, character through, like, a redemption arc, don't shoehorn her into fucking Luke and Owen's fucking farm. Like... It was just so lame. It's like, oh, in my dying wishes, which ended up not being her dying wishes, I'm going to go to Tatooine and try to take out this fucking kid that somehow in my dying breaths, not dying breath, figured out was it was Darth Vader's. Because that's what they implied, right? Mm. That she like saw the message and like all of a sudden realized Leia and Luke was... Darth Vader's kids, mm-hmm. and they were important to fucking Obi-Wan, and blah, 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 you know? It's such far, so far-fetched, dude. It's just like, how? Like, I know she could read minds like they implied that in the series, but they had to be, like, right in front of her, you know? And and even then, it, I, I don't know. It just seemed weird. And then all the, you know, you go all the way through that backflipping to her getting to Tatooine and it was so lackluster. She couldn't defeat two fucking farmers that got eld eventually by five Tuscan Raiders or whatever. <laughs> and then one, <laughs> one, <laughs> one fucking kid, one desert kid, punk kid is crawling on some fucking rocks and you have a lightsaber and forest powers and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You know, and you let him take you for, like, a fucking two-mile hike, and then you eventually get him unconscious, and you're about to stab him, and then you're just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you bring it back. It's, And then you we're supposed to believe, as old fans, all of this Luke doesn't remember. Bullshit. You know? like Or Leia doesn't remember. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah dude, this is... It's, it's like this. So this didn't show up in a new hope at all. Like there wasn't even an. This wasn't like well done dialogue shit. Like we were talking about earlier with you know Vader and 
old old Kenobi and like it being represented in the old in the new fight in the series. Not we're not talking about shit like that. We're talking like nothing. This is just shit we're supposed to we're told to believe happened and has <laughs> and just like you know like it's just dumb. This was this was all backstory for uh Princess Leia's uh, Mary Poppins force flying in Last Jedi. That's what this was. <laughs> this just, whoa, yeah. That's what this was. It was backstory for that. To explain it. Mm-hmm. it? Yeah, she's so she's so inquisitive. She she is. She, she's she just know, dude. Oh man, I'm glad you made me, remind <laughs> me of this too because some of the fucking map dialogue in Ugh. this fucking show just disgusted me. They're trying to turn fucking old Ben into a map, dude, and it fucking mm-hmm. just killed me. When yep. they were at least like, you're a lot, you act a lot older than your age. It's just like, dude, <laughs> get out of here, you gross fuck, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> get, get the fuck out of here. Get back to Epstein's Island, motherfucker. We got Star Wars to do. I know you were on the flight log, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> God, what if it comes out tomorrow in the news? It's like Ewan McGregor was on, was on Epstein Island seventeen times, according Crack to Seller broke the news twenty four hours ahead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, um, we've kind of talked a lot about Episode Six already. Um, anything, anything we haven't talked about about Episode Six? You want to go over? I don't know. We talked about the fight with Vader. Um. What else happens in episode six? Really, my memory of episode six is basically just that fight, which is probably a good thing because I'm guessing everything else that happened sucked. Yeah, well, pretty much what happens is is uh, third sister and the the cuckening of Luke, yeah. kid Luke. Yeah, yeah that's true. The, uh, the desert, the desert uh, <laughs> rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. We'll call it Luke Raft City. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. There's that cringy line. Oh god, I forgot about this. When uh third sister brings Luke back to the farm, like crawling and like collapsing with him in her hand. like she's Jesus or something. <laughs> Remember that? And then Obi-Wan's like Oh, you did good beating the dark side. You're a Jedi again. Remember that shit? <laughs> I forgot about that for a second. That was super cringe. Just like that him, wasn't like... even the cringiest. The oh. one the cringiest was when they were actually fighting in the farm and they were on that little catwalk oh, right before yeah. the cellar door. Yeah, and dude. he's just like, you really love him. I can tell. Oh, it's like, God. what the <laughs> You're raiding was... their farm, you murderer, dude. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was horrible. God damn it. That was, dude, that was Spaceballs. A chunk of this show is, is Spaceballs. Is that supposed to be conflicted dialogue? Is that their attempt at like yeah. showing confliction in a yes. character? Because if yeah. it is, it's sad. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that was. That was them trying to create Bastilla Sean. And failing miserably is what that was. Uh, okay. Um, anything else? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the final I I scene. Just, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just think it's crazy. It's just, it, it's just weird to me that you make this series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and knowing <laughs> eventually... That he, if you're a fan of the prequels, that is, and you're aware of the prequels, that he is eventually supposed to train Luke. And the series starts out with pretty much just being like, 
no, Owen's like, fuck you. And then it just slowly turns into Obi-Wan maybe teaching Leia. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. That premise just pissed me off. It set such a bad tone for the series going forward, and the fact that it's filled up pretty much the whole series. Just, I mean, that pisses me off more than any canon-breaking shit you brought up. It's just the tone <laughs> that they brought up. It's just like, so the Princess Leia, the eventual politician, you know, who's a cool character, don't get me wrong, is more important to the the most powerful Jedi existing right now, essentially, instead of the one, the chosen one, Luke, mm-hmm. that he is supposed to actually train. You know, it's just, they, like, it, the the... The backflips they make you take to get to this series, you know, it's like, oh, Uncle Bet, Uncle Owen's gonna, gonna stop Obi Wan from teaching Luke. It's like, dude, first of all, the attitude of Owen doesn't even make sense. It's like Ben brought fucking Obi Wan brought the kid to Owen. Mm-hmm. You'd think their relationship would be a lot better than it is to begin with. It makes no sense. Like it's, it's just, it's all designed to cuck Obi Wan Kenobi. Like to it's like make he's him trying to bring weak. him a toy. He's like he clearly wants to be in touch with the child, and uh, like Owen's just like, "Don't bring my fucking kid toys, dude! You fucking bitch!" <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'll buy my kid toys, <laughs> yeah. motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, this it's so funny. Like when I first heard of this show, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like." Obi-Wan dealing with being hunted while watching over Luke. That's what I thought the show was going to be about. And it absolutely was the opposite. Like, it had nothing to do with Luke. It was 100% to do with Leia, which shouldn't know him at all. Like, they should have never met. It, none of it made sense. It's just, like, you have to deal with, like, 89% bullshit to get to this, like, 11% nougat of Vader versus Obi-Wan lightsaber battle awesomeness. But what is that like? Like, like, like less. Let me, yeah. Let me tell you guys. Let me tell you that juice is so sweet. It is. The nectar. The nectar is so sweet. When you get there and you just see Invader with that fucking saber God. gash in his face, it was made so him, cool. it almost made me tear up a little bit. I was like, "This is so fucking cool." <laughs> and, and honestly, just. Just like really at that moment when he's giving that line like you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. And you like see that gash on him and you like look at his face underneath the Darth Vader mask and you're like thinking to yourself, that was fucking Hayden Christensen this entire time doing all of that acting underneath the suit. You're just like, oh my God, like he really is Darth Vader now. Like, before, you're just like, he's the whiny, you know, teenage, Padme, I love you, in, like, the Garden of Flowers and shit, and, like, whiny as fuck, and he has this bad reputation, and it's like, he redeemed himself, man. Like, if one good thing comes out of this show, it's that Hayden Christensen 100% redeemed himself from the attack of the episode two, Attack of the Clones, which yeah, everyone ridicules. Everyone ridicules that movie. I love that I movie, hate, but I everyone ridicules it. 
<laughs> hate the sand. <laughs> so, so, so props to my boy Hayden. Uh, you're the Chad of this show. Unfortunately, it's not the title character Obi Wan Kenobi who should be the Chad of the show. Uh, and then, yeah, we get to the end where uh, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi is uh, on a CG screen with the guy from All My Children who has been in Star Wars for 45 years and is eating the hearts of children to stay young. <laughs> I still can't I, believe that guy is still in Star Wars. He has been in Star Wars longer than I've been alive. <laughs> and I'm old are as you, fuck. Are you, are you talking about... Uh, Her dad. Uh, yeah, you're or, talking about Senator Organa. <laughs> yeah, Senator Organa. That motherfucker was in soap operas when I was, I was five years old. I know. I was just saying, I was like, this fucking Gomez Adams family looking motherfucker, dude. He's, he's been around forever, dude. Talk about job security, man. Like, guy's just like, bitch. I'm Him gonna... and the guy that does Boba Fett, he's like, they've been capitalizing on Django and Boba for fucking clone troopers for years. Yeah, that dude's pushing Polynesian spas. While... Dude. They should team up to do some Polynesian dude, spa commercials, dude. Dude, talk about the deadly alliance. <laughs> Shang Tsung and Quan Chi don't know what's coming for them. They do kind of look like Qui Gon <laughs> or they kind of look like Shang Tsung. Uh, what's that guy's name? Quan Chi. Quan Chi. Yeah. That's too funny. All right, broadcaster. As you know, here in the crack cellar, we have a official patented. Ghostbusters rating system in which we rate all of our reviews. Uh, on that system, broadcaster, what do you rate Deborah Chow's Obi Wan Kenobi? Slimer. Oh shit! Just a straight vanilla Slimer. No, no modifiers. <laughs> Just like straight, yeah. straight D. You're giving her a straight it's, D. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this is a disappointment. <laughs> Through and through. Oh, man, I love it. <laughs> it's like, I, I think the heavyweights, you know, when <laughs> fucking Gerald's calling his dad, Maury. <laughs> and he's just like, Dad, this shit sucks. And he's like, I did not send you to go-kart camp. Okay. I thought this was go-kart camp. Yep. <laughs> and Deborah Chow, clearly. <laughs> she clearly, sent you to fat camp. Is Maury Gardner telling me what's up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, that's why I'm going to say this fucking sucks. It mm. sucks. Hard slime, dude. Yeah. 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 There was no LGBTQ bike scene, but, <laughs> but three episodes of solid Mandalorian dark saber forge master goodness can heal all wounds. Mm. Okay. And yep. this series did not have that. Okay. It had a battle. It had a cool battle. Okay, there's member berries, mm -hmm. but it just wasn't, enough. It wasn't. It was, dude. Maybe it's because Mandalorian is fresh and it's new content, and it just pumps me up more. But them trying to rely on just a Kenobi and Darth Vader fight, and the and them trying to make it stretch our imagination to the point where this fits into existing canon, it's just like make it cool. If you're gonna do that, you got to make it way cooler. You can't like you know. Like, you teased us with the Mustafar base and shit like that, and then didn't even use it. And then you gave us some random no-name planet and gave us, while parts of the fight were dope, it was pretty lackluster. 
It was super quick. It was filled. It was filled a lot with him being in the ground under rubble. And I mean, that was, and I'm talking about the highlight of the series, you know, I'm not talking about like, I could talk a lot more shit about some of the worst parts of the series, you know, <laughs> like the fact that, you know, more than 50% of the show was female when it had a male character's name as the title of the series. And it was supposed to be about this character, supposedly, uh, every character that survived in a scene or died in a scene didn't make sense in the slightest. Like when Lala or whatever, fucking Obi-Wan's love, like potential love interest, you know, whatever, what's her name from game of Thrones. Like when she just gets shot in the stomach, right? There's so like in that scene, in that fucking scene, three different no name background actors get shot essentially the same way mm. and get picked up and saved. Right. And then she gets shot. And not only does the Android, which the Android was dope. The service bot was pretty cool. Fucking uses itself as a shield. She's just like, no, lock the door. I'm going to fucking use this uh, detonator. She holds it like it's fucking a trophy or something. She doesn't even throw it in the direction of all the, the troopers and uh, the third sister. She's just like, I'm just going to hold it up and <laughs> blow myself up. Yeah. You know, it, it's so dumb. And, and yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just mean, like, I, what I'm trying I to totally say forgot the about writing that. Was, yeah. The writing was just poor. It's just every scene, like any scene where you're supposed to, it was supposed to be tense or mm -hmm. heart pounding. It just, it brought me out. Because it just didn't, none of it, it wasn't like nitpicking so much where it didn't make sense. It's just like, it obviously didn't make sense. It's, it's just so dumb. Like, why write it like that? Like, you're already stuck in the tunnel. The detonator is going to fuck you up. The tunnel is going to collapse or whatever happens, you know? Like, why have this weird woman power stance moment where you're just holding the grenade up, you know, when they're clearly like, oh, fuck a grenade, and you have a chance to kill the main villain, mm -hmm. you know? Like, throw it down the fucking tunnel. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> yeah. Slime, dude. <laughs> it's getting Nickelodeon slime, dude. All right. Well, broadcaster. <sighs> Is it Vigo the Capar the Capathian? Carpar what's his name? The Carp the Carpathian? The Destroyer? Yeah, yeah Vigo the Destroyer. The Barbarian? Uh, <laughs> or the Ladyboy? I'm going to go with this is a Vigo the Ladyboy. That's what this is. This is, I'm actually surprised. I thought you were going to rate this higher than me based off of our conversation tonight. I really was thinking I was going to be the one rating this lower, but I'm going to give it a very weak Vigo. There's enough in this show <laughs> where I had some genuine moments of enjoyment and they all revolved around Darth Vader. <laughs> And he's only in the show for about twenty minutes. If you, for those keeping track, he's in he's in the show for like ten percent of the show. But uh, that ten percent was awesome. And uh, even though there were some questionable decisions in the writing, I'm gonna give this a super weak Vigo the Lady Boy. And uh, my parting shot here is uh, 
every single writer of this show should be excommunicato. They should never get a job again. They are horrible. They they wasted an opportunity of the lifetime. This should have been the greatest fucking show of my life. I should be so excited about this show. I should be fucking blushing like a bride. I should be like a fat kid in a fucking Willy Wonka's candy store right now. But instead, I'm sitting here pissed off because they fucking ruined it. (laughs) Rogue One's better. Every dude, Rise of Skywalker is better. The Force Awakens is probably better, and I hated that movie. God damn it, Broadcaster Nichols. I'm angry about this. This is bullshit. And it's all the writing. The acting performances were good for the most part. The direction was good for the most part. The sound, the sets, everything was good for the most part. The writing was god-awful. Those people need to go be sent to hell. Get the fuck out of Star Wars. Dude. Whoa, dude. Whoa. And with that, we'll close out. I'm just going to defend my Slimer. Okay? <laughs> I just want to say, you got to hold these motherfuckers accountable, all right? <laughs> when these sons of bitches, <laughs> they just give you slop. They're treating us like pigs. Okay? They're treating us like fucking pigs. Okay? And they think they can just fill the goddamn trough up. They do. Slop it up. Okay? And I'm tired of it. I'm so <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> Uh. Fuck you, good night.